0: The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be diving into, once again, an analysis comparing book with film. Specifically, we're going to be taking a look at the deaths of 10 Harry Potter characters and how these deaths were portrayed differently on the silver screen we'll also be diving into the implications for portraying these deaths differently. When adapting a beloved book series to the big screen, filmmakers face the daunting task of translating the rich, intricate world of the source material into a visual medium- and Harry Potter is no exception. With its complex characters, intricate plot lines, and magical elements, capturing the essence of the books while keeping the films engaging and accessible for a wide audience is a challenge. The portrayals of characters' deaths, which often carry deep emotional weight and thematic significance, are not excluded from these challenges. Today, we'll explore notable differences between the deaths of characters in the Harry Potter books and their film adaptations, discussing the impact of these changes on the story and the characters involved. Professor Quirrell In the film, Professor Quirinus Quirrell's entire body combusts after Harry lays his hands on him, creating a visually stunning scene as he disintegrates into ashes. In the book, however, Quirrell's body is able to withstand Harry's touch, leaving him weakened, but still very much alive. He later dies off-screen when Voldemort leaves his body. Dumbledore explains to Harry, He left Quirrell to die. He shows just as little mercy to his followers as his enemies. Frank Bryce In the film, Muggle Frank Bryce's death is made to appear more menacing by the presence of Voldemort, Peter Pettigrew, and Barty Crouch Jr. In this scene, Frank appears frail, lost and disoriented, heightening the sense of vulnerability and fear. By contrast, the book showcases a much more courageous version of Frank Bryce. In the book, he overhears a conversation between Lord Voldemort and his acolytes in the riddle house. Following his eavesdropping, Frank bravely confronts Voldemort and Peter Pettigrew after hearing their plans. Voldemort taunts Frank, and upon realizing that he has no useful information, kills him using the killing curse. Frank's death marks the beginning of the story and foreshadows the dark events that unfold in the book. Barty Crouch Sr. In the film, Barty Crouch Sr.'s corpse is discovered by Harry, Ron, and Hermione in the Forbidden Forest, serving as a shocking revelation that sets the stage for the uncovering of Barty Crouch Jr.'s true identity. We do find out that Crouch Sr. dies, but unfortunately, the film entirely omits the details of Barty Crouch Sr.'s death. In the book, however, Barty Crouch Sr's death is much more sinister and dark, as we find out that he was murdered by his own son- Barty Crouch Jr with the killing curse. After killing his father, Barty Jr transfigures his father's body into a bone and buries it in the Hogwarts grounds. This adds a twisted aspect to the father-son relationship, highlighting Barty Crouch Jr's cold and ruthless nature. Crouch Jr was awful, but I will say that Crouch Sr was no saint either. Sirius Black. In the film, Sirius is killed when Bellatrix Lestrange fires the killing curse at him while standing in front of the veil. After he's struck with the curse, we see Sirius fall backward into the veil, but the whole ordeal is a little confusing because he still seems to be somewhat conscious after being struck with the Vada Kadavra. The killing curse instantly kills people, so the way that his death is portrayed doesn't quite make sense. In the book, however, he is hit by a standard curse that strikes his heart- causing his body to fall through the veil in the death chamber. The veil in the death chamber acts as the physical manifestation of the barrier between the land of the living and the dead, and because Sirius crossed over this barrier, he died. Mad-Eye Moody In the film, Mad-Eye Moody's death is given almost no attention. After arriving at the burrow following the battle of the seven potters, Bill Weasley briefly mentions that Mad-Eye didn't make it. In the book, however, there's a little bit more to it. As it's revealed that Voldemort killed him after Mundungus Fletcher abandoned him and fled the scene. Following Moody's death, Harry, Ron, and Hermione discuss Moody's possible fate, clinging on to a small possibility that he may have made it out alive. But Bill saw him hit by the killing curse, said Harry. Yeah, but Bill was under attack too, said Ron. How can he be sure what he saw? Even if the killing curse missed, Mad Eye still fell about a thousand feet, said Hermione, now weighing Quidditch teams of Britain and Ireland in her hand. He could have used a shield charm. Fleur said his wand was blasted out of his hand," said Harry. The way that Moody was discarded in the films did not do any kind of justice to his character. Fred Weasley In the Deathly Hallows, Fred Weasley's death is briefly highlighted during the Battle of Hogwarts. The film doesn't show the exact circumstances of Fred's death, but it does show Harry, Ron and Hermione discovering Fred's lifeless body- a painful reminder of what was at stake that effectively conveys the grief and pain felt by his family and friends, in the book, however, he dies with his brother Percy by his side and a smile on his face after a huge explosion. This detail in the book adds a bittersweet element to Fred's death, as he dies laughing and reconnecting with his estranged brother. Just before the explosion, Fred says to Percy, You are actually joking, Percy. I don't think I've heard you joke since you were… Severus Snape In the film, Voldemort slashes Snape's throat and instructs Nagini to finish him off, making his death much more gruesome and violent than the book equivalent. As Voldemort orders Nagini to kill Snape, he coldly states, You've been a good and faithful servant, Severus, but only I can live forever. The book version of this scene is similar, with the notable omission of any form of throat slashing. In the book, Voldemort orders Nagini to attack Snape, which leads to him bleeding profusely. However, there is no throat slashing involved. As he lies dying, Snape gives Harry his memories to reveal the truth about his past and his allegiance to Dumbledore. This change in the film heightens the brutality of Voldemort's actions and the suffering Snape endures before dying. Bellatrix Lestrange In the film, Molly Weasley performs a spell that causes Bellatrix to swell up and explode, providing a visually striking and satisfying end to her character. This happens after Molly Weasley steps in to protect Ginny from the vicious dark witch. It's unclear what spell she actually used, but if you're curious then go and check out my video on the topic once you're finished here. In the book, Bellatrix is killed by a curse that hits her in the heart, similar to Sirius Black's death. After being struck, Bellatrix simply topples over, rather than being blown to pieces. Bellatrix's gloating smile froze, her eyes seemed to bulge. For the tiny space of time, she knew what had happened, and then she toppled, and the watching crowd roared, and Voldemort screamed. Voldemort In the film, Voldemort turns to dust after his killing curse rebounds back at him symbolizing the end of his dark reign and the disintegration of his evil power. Because he disintegrates, Voldemort's body is nowhere to be found. In the book, however, Voldemort's body remains intact, later being moved to a separate location for burial. This difference in the book highlights the idea that, despite his quest for immortality, Voldemort ultimately dies a mortal death, leaving behind a physical body like any other person. When Voldemort dies, nothing special happens- he's reduced to a corpse just like anyone else. Voldemort always saw death dying as pure weakness- a fate reserved for the unimportant and powerless, so I really appreciate his death in the books being so commonplace. To me, his film death felt a little too over the top. Peter Pettigrew In the film, Pettigrew's death is barely shown, leaving his fate entirely uncertain. In the book, however, Pettigrew's silver hand, given to him by Voldemort, turns on him and strangles him to death when he hesitates to stop Harry and Ron from escaping. This important scene from the book highlights the theme of paying for one's past choices and the consequences of aligning with evil forces. If you want a full analysis on the differences between Pettigrew's death in the books versus films, then check out my video on it. Lavender Brown In the Harry Potter films it's quite clear that Lavender Brown does in fact die. She falls off of a balcony and then gets savaged by infamous werewolf Fenrir Greyback actress Jessie Cave, who portrays Lavender, even confirmed this in an interview. What was the last scene you filmed on the very last film? Mine was my death scene, which is quite fitting, really. The same can't be said for the books, however, which leave Lavender's fate a little more uncertain. Two bodies fell from the balcony overhead. As they reached the ground, a grey blur that Harry took for an animal sped four-legged across the hall to sink its teeth into one of the fallen. No! shrieked Hermione, and with a deafening blast from her wand, Fenrir Greyback was thrown backward from the feebly stirring body of Lavender Brown. In the book Hermione appears to save Lavender from Greyback, leaving her feebly stirring after the attack. Though it's likely that Lavender didn't make it, we don't have absolute confirmation. The changes to Lavender's fate in the film highlight the brutality and horror of the battle- emphasising the indiscriminate nature of the violence and the tragedy of losing young lives. Colin Creevy. In the film, Colin's death is not shown or mentioned which helped alleviate the emotional weight of losing such a familiar and innocent character. The book, however, showcased this a lot differently. In the book, Colin Creevy's death is a poignant moment that highlights the devastating impact of the war on the students at Hogwarts. He dies during the battle of Hogwarts, and Harry discovers his body in the Great Hall among the fallen. Colin's death is particularly tragic because he was underage and had been ordered to leave the castle before the battle, but he sneaked back in to fight. HEDWIG In the film, Hedwig's death is shown after she's released from her cage and flies into the path of a killing curse, appearing to sacrifice herself to protect Harry. This change from the books adds an element of heroism to Hedwig's death and emphasizes her loyalty to Harry. In the book, however, Hedwig's death occurs when she is hit by a stray killing curse while still in her cage, symbolizing the loss of innocence and the end of Harry's childhood. While the film version's incorporation of heroism was a nice touch, it didn't feel quite as sudden as the books. Rufus Scrimgeour. I don't think that the films or the books do much justice to the death of Minister for Magic Rufus Scrimgeour. The films briefly mention his death while Harry and co are attending Bill Weasley and Fleur Delacour's wedding. It's here that an announcement is made that Scrimgeour had been killed and that the Ministry of Magic had fallen to Voldemort. And while the fate of Scrimgeour in the films felt incomplete, the books don't really cover it much better only including a few additional details. In the books, Remus Lupin reveals that Scrimger was tortured by Voldemort in an effort to get him to reveal the whereabouts of Harry Potter. After refusing to divulge any information, it's revealed that Scrimger was killed by Voldemort. The omission of Scrimger's death from the films stunts Scrimger's character development as it fails to depict the bravery that he displayed in the face of certain death. Vincent Crabbe, Gregory Goyle in the book, Vincent Crabbe dies during the battle of Hogwarts when he accidentally sets off the powerful fiend fire spell in the room of requirement. Unable to control the magical fire, Crab is consumed by the flames which also destroys one of Voldemort's horcruxes. In the film adaptation of the Deathly Hallows, however, Crabbe's role is replaced by Gregory Goyle, who suffers the same fate. This change was made due to the real life unavailability of the actor who portrayed Crabbe. And that's it for this video. Did you know about these differences? Which versions do you prefer? Leave a comment down below. Until next time, remember- It does not do to dwell on dreams- and forget to live.